Welcome and good evening to Russia's number one English language sports show. We're back and we're better. I'm Alan Moore. I'm Ekaterina Bichkova. And we're Capital Sports on Moscow's Capital FM. On the mixer tonight is DJ Ollie Knight. Ollie, how are you doing? I'm great, thank you very much. Superb. Okay, she'll tell us when to shut up and when to go on a break. And well, basically <laughs> just when to shut up on when we're annoying her. So Julia's still here with us in the studio. So Julia, yeah, 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 that, yeah, big, that yeah? big, big game, the last place in the World Cup is up for grabs tonight, isn't it? <laughs> right, Zimbabwe is playing a football Zimbabwe's game with coming. Peru. Is it correct? No, no. New Zealand are playing. <laughs> You're mixing up your countries. You're mixing up your news <laughs> items. So there you go. No, Zimbabwe, well, I mean, they... Not they, Zimbabwe. No, okay. no, no, no. They no. have other problems. Despite like, the crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah despite all the right, crew. Okay. They, so they're not playing. Exactly. Listen, <laughs> I know that game That game is kicking off, uh, well, actually, later on, well, after we go off air uh, tonight um, in Lima, Peru. What's the weather like over there for us? Hey, you know, I've got prepared for that question. <laughs> really? That's good. Yeah. At least you know where Peru and Lima. Okay, we're good to go. Okay, all right. Uh, um, um, actually, it's mostly cloudy there, plus 20 degrees Celsius. Oh, nice. I think it's nice weather. It's, yeah, for That's the game, pretty right? decent. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, look, I mean, last weekend we were training, it was like plus five, plus six. It was raining outside, but we still trained outside. So, yeah, plus 20 is like heaven. So, New Zealand <laughs> yeah. versus Peru. Yeah, the is last place is up for grabs. Yeah, we're going to speak about it a bit oh, later. Okay. So, Julia, thank you very much. Thank you. We'll see Have you at the top of next Thank you. Bye. Okay, so... The World Cup finalists for 2018—they're um, pretty much now known to us, except for one. We're going to run down. Uh, we're going to run down for you just in a little while. So, uh, okay, what else we got, you, Katrina? Uh, we're done of the Russian Premier League, the English Premier too. We have ice hockey, we have rugby, a little or a lot. We might have some <laughs> tennis if Oli lets me. Maybe, we'll, maybe. <laughs> maybe. We'll have reports from the final round of World Cup qualifiers and we'll see just how correct we were in our predictions. Yeah, we were pretty spot on. We've also <laughs> got a super studio guest, someone who you're going to want to listen to as he stole the show for us at the Erjade Arena a couple of weeks ago, not just by having us all in stitches with some very good jokes and predicting my questions as well. Uh, he also made a great prediction on our charity bet challenge and he raised a lot of money for a little girl who was really in need. Uh, so, yeah, so he's a really, really good guy. Uh, any phone calls? Any music? Calls? Yes. Music? Only Alan and the guest. And <laughs> you've been forbidden, Carter. <laughs> yeah, I got it last week. Come on, guys. You're so you serious about music. You had this your chance music. and you blew it. Yeah, blew it. I did. I did. And maybe I did it on purpose. You never know. So. I think, yeah, I think, Ollie, the next time, from now on, is you and me picking the music and the guest. All right. Okay. 100%. I'm down. Yeah, cool. yeah Katarina's out of this. So, yeah. I so mean, bend. That's, yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. I'm used to it. Don't worry. <laughs> That's the way it is. Okay. So we go on. Russian Premier League. Of what course. Reckon, yes. Let's let's carry on and oh, quit okay. your complaining, please. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. You can't read here. She's complaining so badly right now. So okay, <laughs> Ali. Thank you very much. So we have a midday game this week on Saturday uh, for Siska when they tried to rescue their failing title hopes with a clash out in Habarovsk with Ska. Two hours later, at the other end of the table, Dinamo they're going to take on Ahmad Grozny in Himki. Tickets are on sale at the ground and start from just 300 rubles. They're the only Moscow team playing at home this week. And Dinamo, they need a point to keep their hope alive. And uh, Ahmad, they need three points to keep their hopes of European football alive next season. And do Ahmad have a coach yet? No, not quite. No. Uh, Mikhail uh, Galaktionov, he is the caretaker for now after Kononov left. Uh, he started pretty well, uh, has Mikhail, and we're just waiting to see if someone else wants that job. Um, could he get it? Which did job? 
The job. <laughs> yes, the job. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, he's 33, so he is quite young, like yourself. Uh, he's got lots of youthful... I'm 32, I'm sorry. I said he's young. You. I said he's <laughs> young. And you didn't have Fail. to say your name. Fight, fight, Fail. fight, fight. He's got to fight in the studio. <laughs> okay. Um, well, if it's good enough for Conor McGregor, it's good enough for me to have a row just for no reason. Okay, so he's got lots of uh, experience in youth football um, with the national teams of Russia and so on. But this is his first real um, senior football job. He was assistant and then uh, the, the caretaker manager. Look, I'm all I'm all for giving young coaches a shot and a bit of a chance. So why not? You know, if you're if you're good enough, you're old enough. So that's the main thing. So you'd hire him. Uh, no comment on that. Okay, right, right. <laughs> Quickly moving on. At 4.30, the Spartak Army are down in Krasnodar and they are in a match that where if they lose or if Krasnodar lose, well, then that's going to kill their chances to uh, have a league title tilt. Now, while Spartak look to have given up on the league and concentrating on the cup, as a friend of mine, Alex Hay said, uh, a win down in the south, uh, they are for a while just only five points back from Lokomotiv. If Krasnodar win, they're only three points back from first place, so this is a pretty big game. So if you want to have a football Saturday, you start watching TV from 12 p.m., right? Spot on. Yeah, you got it in one. Exactly. <laughs> when are Loco playing? Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. Okay, so we our partners. <laughs> so they're also away from home. They are down in Mahachkala. They're playing Angie. That's on Sunday at 2 o'clock. Now, before anyone says anything, yes, this season Loco have had a bit of a habit of losing to teams on the other end of the table. Uh, I firmly believe that Loco, even without Guillerme, the uh, Russian national keeper in goals, they're about two goals better than Angie's. So it won't be easy, but it's uh, 2 nil to Loco for me. Well, it's quite tired. Just see here, if Loco win, there are six points ahead of Zenit for a few hours. That's so right. it's like, yeah, it's quite tough, no? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if, they, if they go uh, six points ahead, if they win... Uh, uh, so if, always. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Zenit are playing later on. They're playing Tosno in what they call the Leningradsky Oblast Classico. Uh, that's at 7 o'clock on Sunday evening. Uh, so a slip from Zenit against her tiny little rivals, which can't be ruled out, and Loco will be very happy. <laughs> and they will be then six you know, six points ahead, so that's pretty good for them. Okay, what happened just recently again with Spartak and some chance? It was last weekend? Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. you're, okay, you're, you're, you're quizzing me tonight. Okay, yeah, so, it's just yeah, a like, big, some, big quiz. Yeah, exactly. There's this is a quiz show. <laughs> <laughs> there was some chanting, not some nice things being said, some kind of Islamophobic chants and some fireworks. Uh, they were given a suspended fine and also fans were not allowed to go to games or they, they will if they, if they transgress again. Now, I'm not 100% sure, so we'll ask Alexander Zotov when he comes on with us in the I mean, England, come on. Time is against okay. us. Okay, sorry. Yes, madam. Okay, so English Premier League, that returns in all its shiny, gaudy glory this weekend as well. Some biggies at the, at the, on Saturday. So at Highbury, it'll always be that to me, Highbury. So that's where Arsenal play. Arsenal are playing uh, in the North London Derby against Spurs. This promises to be a really fun game with uh, Arsenal always capable of putting on a show. Though the tide might well turn against Arsene Wenger with this one and he'll be gone by Christmas, I think. You want to sack everyone? <laughs> he's been he's been there so long. Why, why get rid of him? Well, uh, I don't know. The person, uh, look, I think he's great. He's a legend. He has pushed English football to a whole new level. He's opened the doors for lots of other coaches, um, and he's always been a very good coach in in France and. Japan where he was as well uh, I am a fan but I think he has a thankless task uh, the problem is that he's kept Arsenal in profit uh, not by overspending and so on and uh, the fans you know they appreciate it but they don't get it they want to be up the top of the table every single year and they would prefer to go bankrupt or sell their soul like Man City or Man United or Chelsea for that matter as well um, you know and you know then the whole club will collapse so if that's what they want well then they're going to get the club that they deserve well it's quite interesting yeah and uh, 
It's kind of, uh, I don't understand sometimes that uh, the people don't look for the long-term success, you know, because normally yep. when you get a coach, uh, it doesn't work like immediately. Exactly. And especially for like, I'm always comparing with tennis because no, I'm no, no, pro, but it's, I'm, it's a I'm good a comparison there. because it, tennis is more is more intensive. So you're right. You're perfectly right. Yeah, yeah, and it it's always we we have so many collaborations. Like every single season, you can start in Australia, like watching players, like starting to work with one coach. Then you see, like let's say we have this. Uh, these parts, like I, um, I don't know how better to explain. We have these four Grand Slams, uh -huh. but we also have majors. Of course. Like we have states, it's uh, Indian Wells, Miami, then uh, Paris, Rome, something mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. uh, before Paris, Rome. Tier one events, basically. Yeah, yeah, yes. and, and it's yeah. always in, in the middle of these uh, big slams. So some players start in Australia with one coach, then already in Miami, they could be with another one. No way. Then in three months at Roland Garros or Wimbledon, they again switch, and I don't understand what do they uh, this is, this is what do they uh, actually expect from this. We discussed this not too long ago. The two of us remember that we were talking about a, a player who we know, a Russian player, like a very like a player with huge potential, but she was always switching one coach to the next. The coach is always the problem. When the coach pushed her, say you need to change this, suddenly it step back. And a lot of times, I think it's with either parents, like with. Girl, well, sometimes, uh, but it doesn't matter uh, why it happens. But I never saw this uh, short-term success. Like, uh, okay, it could happen for you for like two, three, two, three weeks, two, three tournaments. Maybe like, okay, maybe half year. But still, if you want to make your game better, you have to work. And uh, when you uh -huh. have to work, you need time. But this is the whole thing, and and the problem is now with sport is business. And you know, time yeah, yeah. is money, so like but they're it's not like going to wait. Yes, but you can earn more money if you make yourself better. Yeah, but Kate, you have a brain. <laughs> it's not about the brain. You it's have a, a brain. No, you have a brain, and you about, can see it. It's about mathematics, I even. Know. You know. I know, but then you have to have a brain to understand mathematics. Okay, okay. look, moving quickly on because we're going to start another fight here, and Ollie's going to join in or not even join in or break us up. So, okay, elsewhere. Um, elsewhere, we have a pretty nice tie for Man City, uh, their way to Leicester City. Uh, three points should be there for the league leaders. Liverpool are home to Southampton and they need to win to stay in the Champions League hunt. They're, of course, in fifth place, as we reported last week. Chelsea, their way to West Brom in what should be a pretty good one. And the late kickoff at 8.30 hour time is Man United at home to Newcastle United. Home win, probably. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> don't tell Johnny that, though. Okay, so yeah, that's pretty likely, yeah. So we've discussed Mourinho and his tactics and so on, but, you know, I remember... Bergson teams, they were better than most, but the football they played was pretty terrible. Um, uh, but it was effective. So if they win, they keep the pressure on their cost and rivals. That's Manchester United, of course. Uh, in the end, no one's going to care if they win the league. Uh, Sunday has only one game. Watford home to West Ham at 7 p.m. West Ham, of course, have a new manager. A good one? Mm -hmm. Yeah, good question. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good question tonight. So, yeah, they've, the former Everton and Man United manager, David Moyes, he's in the hot seat. Recently, he was at uh, Sunderland. Uh, I hope he does well. Uh, it's not just because of his Irish roots, but also he's a he's a decent coach. He's a good man and was very, very badly treated at Manchester United because he came in right after Alex Ferguson, who'd been there for so, so long. Uh, at West Ham, well, he'll have whatever money Slavin didn't blow to spend. So here's hoping. And Brighton playing Stoke City on Monday night. Yeah, that's going to be quite a good one, actually. I think I, I, I like Stoke. I know um, even, of course, from local, our friend, he, he likes, uh, that's his his team. He's the number one Stoke supporter in, 
Russia so hopefully it's coming good so yeah and listen uh, before we we mention our giveaway tonight because we've got two superb VIP uh, gifts to give away uh, to the uh, Lokomotive Copenhagen game next week the Europa League game of course next Thursday evening at 9 o'clock um, but before we do we're just going to run down a couple of other matches um, on a few little ones for real fans of real football over in Germany the Bundesliga that's back in town as well and um and on Saturday, uh, you've got Eintracht Frankfurt going to Hoffenheim, and where a win for the Eagles, as Eintracht are known, we'll see them go into at least sixth place and um, above Hoffenheim. So on Sunday, uh, a good friend of our show, say his name. Oh, wait, I will. <laughs> Eric Stoffelshaus. Very good, because Katja wants it. Okay, nice one. Uh, his former team, Schalke North Beer, are 0 4. They're at home to HSV Hamburg. That's HSV Hamburg also. Uh, Schalke are fourth, six points off leaders Bayern Munich. Hamburg are in 15th, just above the relegation zone. It'll be a good match, and um, you know I think it's going to be a good one. So both matches kick off at 5 30 on Moscow. Okay. So, yeah, so um, ahead of our studio guest, uh, we've prepared something a little bit interesting. And, of course, I'm going to get, I'll, mention the, I'll mention the giveaway at the top of the next segment, of course. Uh, our next guest, he's from Holland. He's a big uh, fan of Feyenoord Football Club. So uh, even though his club is not doing so well this season, after winning last season, they're down in sixth place. Uh, on Saturday night at 8.30, they play Venlo. Okay, so uh, are we going to ask him why... Yeah. Well, it's good. Yeah. Well, you ask him why they're so bad this year, <laughs> like you did at the RGD Arena. Yeah, well, I asked him why the Dutch team was so bad and what's wrong with Dutch football. Well, I'll ask him this. Actually, you can probably ask him this because he'll, he'll be very angry. Hey, well, I always have to be nice. Oh, Come on. Yeah, you have to be. You have to. So, okay, Venlo, they're in 12th yeah, place. It's like good and bad policemen. Exactly. Seriously. You're a bad cop on good cop. Exactly. <laughs> so, Venlo, they're in 12th. And uh, so, if Feyenoord win, um, yeah, they should win, actually. So, We'll get the uh, er, uh, Cedric is going to tell us a little bit about that later on. Okay, very moving very very quickly on to another form of football, American college football. Notre Dame were crushed this past weekend uh, by Miami and dropped like a stone from the rankings in col uh, U.S. college football. They went from third to ninth, and the Fighting Irish are now pretty much out of the New Year playoff picture, but should get to a bowl, bowl game anyway. Miami are now up to second. The leaders of, are still the Crimson Tide of Alabama. Oklahoma and Clemson are third and fourth. Wisconsin are also unbeaten and they are up into fifth. The Badgers are home to 19th place, or 19th ranked uh, Michigan this Saturday and a win will certainly see them into the top four. Well, I love these nicknames in college. <laughs> the Badgers, what else? The Hurricanes of Miami, Fighting Irish, Clemson Tigers, Oklahoma Sooners. What's the uh, weirdest one you've heard? Oh, tough one, tough one. Um, probably Maryland. They're called the Terrapins. Like turtles? Like ninja <laughs> turtles. Yeah, kind of, except smaller, like little, tiny little things. Mm -hmm. uh, Michigan, they're the Wolverines. There's lots of like Spartans and Cougars and... Oh, Idaho are the Vandals, so that's pretty good. Um, it'd be nice to have it, same in Russia, but uh, anyway, look. Uh, Michigan, uh, Wisconsin, that's the only uh, matchup between rank size this weekend. Notre Dame, will, they'll try to get back on track with win over Navy. Uh, yeah, so very, very quickly, because we're going to go out to a song in just a minute. Um, professional gridiron in the NFL. Last weekend, the Washington Redskins playoff hopes they were ended pretty much. Sorry, Alexander, we'll talk soon shortly. Uh, in a real rock'em sock'em loss to Minnesota. So this weekend, we're getting down to business. Cleveland still have to win a game. They're 0-9, the Cleveland Browns, of course. Uh, they're not going to prove on that when Jacksonville's Jaguars visit on Sunday. The big game this weekend that you have to watch, it's on a Sunday evening, is between the LA Rams and the Minnesota Vikings who are both 7-2 the Rams have won all uh, four matches on the road and Minnesota 4-1 so I'm going to tune into that one 
Now tennis. No. We no, finally we, have to no, talk we're gonna, about no, we tennis will, today. We're going to go into a song. We're going to go into a song, and then we're going to come back into it <laughs> ah, right okay. after the break. Agreed? Yeah. Yes, okay. Done. Agreed. Deal. Uh, okay. <laughs> no so, choice here. No choice. So the first song up tonight is going to get us rocking a little bit on this uh, kind of chilly Wednesday evening here in Moscow. It's a theme song for BBC Radio 5's 606 uh, football phone-in show. It's been used in movies, especially the replacements that American football movie with Keanu Reeves. It's used in EA Sports, the one of the FIFA versions, I think from FIFA 03. Um, it is played at stadia around the world, and I saw it actually in 2004 in Hungary for the Ferenc Svaros football team when they came onto the field. The video is a bit naughty, so don't open it at work if you can. However, the song is pretty tasty. It's the Dandy Warhols and Bohemian Like You. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
Okay, yeah, Katarina, we're back on air. So, uh, folks, if you heard, and if, if, uh, if I'm speaking a bit strange, like, now, it's because I've been, like, getting a few slaps here to make sure that um, we speak oh, with tennis. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting like bullied these? by these two women, exactly. So, okay, yeah, Katarina, okay, the last, the last ATP tournament of the summer, or the year, sorry, is on. <laughs> the Nitto Tour Finals, tell us a bit about it. Yes, it started on Sunday in London. Two groups, the Pete Sampras and the Boris Becker. Two players qualifying from each. Due to a right knee injury, uh, Rafa Nadal finished his participation in the tournament after a toughest he, he, defeat he from Goffin. Yes, he, he, out, yeah, he, yeah, he lost like, uh, I don't remember exactly the score, but it was like something 7-6, 6-7, or something. And uh, yeah, and after that he uh, uh, like withdrew. And it seems like Dimitrov and Goffin will get out of the Sampras group. Hmm? As they call up, Karenia Busta will be tough to beat. Okay. But no, it's not. He could win, but I don't understand exactly okay. if he could go like make okay. it this way out. And the other group? Yeah, yeah. And in, in the Becker group, it's Federer going to win. He's in great shape. And for the second spot, I think Sasha Zverev and Jack Sock looking for it. They will fight. Jack Sock, I love that name. Okay, yeah, the women's the women's is over. Yeah, it's done. Vacation time, and we have all these Instagram pictures. <laughs> I saw Vesnina, Vesnina dancing on the beach in the Maldives. Yeah, but everyone That's and just, Sharapova and Vesnina and like all the girls in Vaznatsky, you you could Trying see all dance, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, you know, <laughs> enjoying dance, their time on vacation. Dance. Okay, so Halep, no. she's no, she's number one. No, no, I won't, I won't, <laughs> I won't make fun of uh, Vesnina anymore. Okay, so Halep, she's number one. Uh, she's been pretty consistent this year. So is she still going to be number one at the end of 2018? Or who should we look at for a surprise number one? Who do you reckon? Uh, well, we had like so many uh, <laughs> screws up this year. Like five times we had a uh, new number one. And um, Simona Halep, actually, she wasn't quite consistent. She won only one tournament. Really? Yeah, but she was like quite... Ah, quite good yeah, with yeah, the yeah. results, you know, because this of, is the point, yeah. uh, the point system. Like you are counting points, and then you uh, doesn't matter if you win something or not. Uh, she played one final, if I remember correct, uh, uh, Roland Garros uh, of Grand Slam, but she was actually uh, defending the points. So, well, we'll see. She's she is hard worker, okay. and she's like she has this unbelievable aim to be number one. Yeah. She became number one, and now I think she has been. A new goal to win Grand Slam. Well, hopefully, hopefully. And if like she prepares uh, correct, then she had chances. Okay. But physically, I don't know. Okay. All right. So listen. We're all getting older. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Except you. You're only 32. So. <laughs> As you told us. On air, live on air. So you could have said nothing. You could have said, I'm not that age. I'm still young. I'm 21. Okay. Anyway. Uh, okay. So now <laughs> I hate this. This is you can, so you can, ugly. You can, this is you unbelievable. Can go get, you like, can get back at me I, now. You know get that I cannot answer. Get back at me now because <laughs> now we're going to speak with the international matches. And I feel like I'm in hell right now. Ah, oh, yes. <laughs> yes, I can say this. So, what's up about Ireland? You want me to cry? Ah, uh, well. You want to make me we cry? Can, well, if you cry, I'll get you a big fluffy <laughs> towel to dry your tears, you poor little baby. It will not help, Oli, you know what? Why? Why? Because, like, it was quite too, bad. Too many, too many tears, yeah. You were, uh, hold on, like, I mean, we enjoyed yes, the match on Saturday night. The whole group was, a whole, it was basically... Capital Sports reunited on Cap out in Katie's. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Rub it in, Jesus. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was a good night. But okay, so that's called workplace 
workplace bullying, by the way. Okay, so football. <laughs> so we know now who's coming to us next summer, but listen, I'll get over it sometime. So uh, <laughs> who's qualified? And ladies, you better join in with me in this. So we know Russia, England, Germany, Spain, Iceland, Brazil. And Mexico, Australia, Croatia, Sweden and Switzerland. And Serbia, France, Portugal, Poland, Uruguay. Also Ooh. Colombia, oh. Argentina, Costa Rica, Egypt, Senegal. And uh, Morocco, Nigeria, Iran, Tunisia. Should I carry on? Go on. <laughs> all right, all right, hey, You should. Japan, <laughs> Saudi Arabia, South Korea, Australia, and New Zealand with Peru. Well, that's... New Zealand would play Peru. Ah, well, we still don't know yet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's 31. Fine. How many I mean to be here next Maybe year? 32? 30. I mean, who did we leave out? Alan. What? You left me here? I don't know. I counted 32. Okay, right. Okay, okay. So, okay. So, uh, right now, um, yeah, we're going to go to a call. So, uh, uh, on Saturday and on Sunday, there were two mega matches, for, or on Tuesday, sorry, yesterday, there were two mega matches for the Russian team. And here to chat with us uh, on air is the CEO of the All Russian Football Players Union, who just signed an amazing deal right today with the uh, Russian Football the Russian Football Union. He's also a member of the Russian Football Union Executive Committee, um, Alexander Zotov. How are you doing? Hi, I'm great. How are you? Hello, Alexander. Hey, how are you? <laughs> Good. I'm perfect. Enjoying my time here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, teasing, they're torturing me. Torturing me about last night, uh, Alexander. Even, even after Redskins lost. <laughs> I yeah. know, I know. Listen, but Alexander, you and I, we, like, you gave up watching the Redkin, Redskins. You said, that's it, I'm going to bed, I'm not watching anymore. I watched till the end. I watched till the end for you. No, I could not stand the defense was playing so lousy. <laughs> I mean, but you know what can make me feel better? What? <laughs> um, I really enjoyed our trip to local and the game with Copenhagen sounds really great. Ooh, and if you okay. With the kids again then? Well, okay, I'll wait for another season for Washington making the playoffs. Right, well then, okay, that's a deal. <laughs> Alexander, next Thursday night, you're coming with us. Like, yeah, that's well, that was that lame or that? <laughs> that was brilliant. That's that's a nice way to ask for a prize. This, I'll tell you what, Alexander, okay. This what's really good is that um, uh, your two boys, this is Ollie. Katrina, listen, this is dedication. Mm -hmm. These two boys, his two boys have studied in Ireland the last two summers. They speak perfect English. They're great lads. And and they're very good footballers as well. And last, well, remember uh, Vanya, Ivan, he was with us on on Saturday night with an Irish jersey. jersey. You you remember (laughs) Ilya? They offered to play for Ireland. Wow. Yeah. They're ready to, yeah. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Alexander, are you sure about that? Like, no, no, they said that... Do you well, support your boys? <laughs> well, they said we're, we're ready to take second passport and to, to have a, a Irish uh, sports passport and to play for Ireland. Well, you know, I I doubt that they make it to Russian national team. And if they have any chance oh, here. of making it to the right, Irish national team... I'm going home. Team. I'm going home. <laughs> Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Hey, Alexander, like, like just back, 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 back to business. Let's say like this. Tell us something about Argentina match. You were there, and Alan said it was quite boring. How was it for you? It was. It was. It was really boring. I mean, <laughs> it was, uh, boring is not the word. What it is? Pulling uh, up punches. There. Was. I mean, I, I was. I was lucky not to get in all the fuss after the game. I mean, uh, I was. Uh, the, first of all, my kids went with my wife, and they were sitting somewhere on the top level, and and uh, somewhere very, 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 you know, one of the last rows. <laughs> and, and oh, they have they, this one hour and a half exit time. No, they, <laughs> the said, no, they said, "Mom, this game is really boring. Let's go home." So they went home somewhere, no you know, way. fifteen minutes before. 
the game ended, so they were lucky. And I, w- I was watching. Uh, I was invited with Senikov to to go to the big bosses in the in the big box. And, and <laughs> oh, so, luxury! And, oh, very he luxury. still had his tag. But Remember, heating, he had his tag. The heating on the seat was so warm. I, I thought I would be, you know. Uh, it was crazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I keep thinking now of like toasted buns. The you know? then, then I found a special button, so I, I knew by the second half I knew how to switch it off. First world so I was problems. Switching it yeah. off and on and off, off, on and off. It was crazy. One more question <laughs> from you, Alexander. Did you watch the game? <laughs> well. <laughs> First sorry. half I was I'm I was sorry. fighting to see if, to find where the button is and the second <laughs> half I was enjoying myself you know switching on and off so basically this this took a lot of my attention but but when I switched sometimes to the game I mean it was I, I thought it was in slow motion and it was the same part I just saw so I mean I didn't miss anything uh, it's uh, the second game was much better. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you, but I didn't go there. I was so stupid not to go there. I was again invited, and probably I had the chance again to play with the button there. But I don't know. <laughs> there's a button on Kostovsky. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It. Okay. Uh, Alexander and uh, Andrei Lunyov got a bad injury. How is he? Do yeah. you know? Well, I mean, from what I heard, I didn't. We didn't get in contact with the player, but from what I heard from our, from other players and from our sources that, I mean, it looked really bad and he has a concussion and there's a big cut on his head. But uh, apart from that, he's recovering and he's feeling better. But still, it's, it looked really, really Really it scary. looked bad on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's yeah. pathetic. Always. This, um, listen, okay, it was uh, just on football. Uh, it was a three-three draw yesterday. So, is this mm-hmm. a good sign for Russia ahead of the World Cup, Alexander, or was that just a sort of Spain taking a foot off the pedal? Well, yeah, you cannot. I, I mean, you, you you cannot measure a lot by these friendly games, and uh, it's just. But for our team, it's important after, especially this uh, lousy game with Argentina. Uh, that to feel a bit more confident in themselves. We have a new team, basically. There are a lot of new players. Um, I'm not saying that it's a young team. It's it's the average age is not that young, but still, uh, we need this confidence and maybe this three-three draw, and especially with very, you know, bad decisions. I think from the the ref because yeah, the, the, with the penalties and everything. So, I think I think it's it's a good result and i'm not saying it's uh, it's uh, it's like we're we have chances of beating spain on the world cup but still because spain might end up in the same group with us that's true yeah because of the, the, the listen just okay so we know that all all teams bar one of course that uh, peru new yeah, zealand peru game kicks or new off. zealand yeah so that's yeah, the, that's yeah. the second i can leave of course we know it's plus 20 degrees there and it's like a bit cloudy it's a uh, nil nil after the first like in wellington new zealand uh, so we've got 31 teams qualified who are you excited about watching? Who are you excited about coming to visit? Well, I mean, I'm happy that every team that comes is coming. I mean, they, they all had a tough tournament to qualify in different zones. So, uh, and welcome everybody. But, of course, uh, France, of course, Brazil, of course, Argentina. Uh, I was about to say Ireland, but sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> this yeah. thing with coming and everything, you know, is really... Still, um, uh, well, Croatia, of course, because they have uh, a lot of uh, players that are close to the end of their career and they probably will try to perform well yeah, also. True. Uh, 
Uh, well, there's a big lineup from South America. As I said, there's Brazil, Argentina, but there's also Uruguay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was hoping that Chile would would come, but yeah. but they they aren't. But still, I mean, there are quite a, good, a few good teams that are coming. I mean, I, well, I, I mean, England. England, England look, also. England, yeah. I actually think England are going to win it. I really do. I know it sounds dumb. They have I... good chances. I think they have one Seriously? of uh, yeah. a very young and very talented team this yeah. this this tournament. Yeah. So, so I mean, I they have good chances. I, I, yeah. I, I do think I do think they'll overperform. But listen, uh, Alexander, one one last question. Okay, so Vikings are out um, this weekend. Do you reckon? <laughs> the Vi- okay, Vi- Vikings are, are are out of the question. Denmark are out of the question because there's something there that the Vikings beat your team and the Danes who are also Vikings beat my team uh, so um, what are we going to do we have to like I mean we can't drink Carlsberg anymore um, well, they're the sponsor that's, of the Irish that, football that's team that's the point they sponsor Ireland so anyway listen we're going to have to get Guinness back in this Alexander yeah yeah I have to get Guinness back in the picture because I think it's this is the reason Ireland is not coming I mean this you're asking about me sending my kids to play for Ireland but Ireland switching from Guinness to Carlsberg is really another issue. Oh, tell me about it. Yeah, I, I think this is the most serious question <laughs> exactly. to discuss. Yeah. If so. this, listen, if this was in Russia, if this is in Russia and Baltic, we was, have to were, make a meeting. Exactly. If Baltic were back in, I don't know, Lokomotiv and they're playing Zenit, you'd sort of go, oh, hold on now. They're, anyway, listen, Alexander, thank you so much. We're going to see you thank next you. week at the Airshade Arena, you thank and the boys. You. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Isaac. I won the prize. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> bye. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. So, we are going to roll in now to our studio guest this evening. Um, I'm just going to give one anecdote about George Best. So, uh, George Best, one of the greatest footballers of all time, uh, he sort of, he he disappears at long range. He was had a problem with alcohol and so on. So he disappeared and a, a waiter walks into his hotel room. So he's had a great night at casino. He's won like, you know, £100,000 at a time. He's just there in the bed. He has Miss World there, mm-hmm. like beside him in the bed. He's drinking champagne. And the the, the, the guy, the, the waiter, or well, waiter or the uh, bellhop comes in and says, George, where did it all go wrong? So, you know, from that perspective, football was everything. So... Our guest tonight, who is the CEO of Shell Russia, he's a Dutchman, uh, Cedric Kramers, and he had a very promising career as a footballer, but something just went wrong with it. So, Cedric <laughs> Kramers, you're welcome to the studio. Thanks, Alan. Welcome. Great to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Katarina. <laughs> so, you had a potential, a potential career as a footballer, and now you're the CEO of Shell Russia. So, where did it all go wrong for you? Or right, in your case? Well, to be honest, Alan, it started with a lack of talent. <laughs> <laughs> that always helps to, to improve a career. So. Yeah, yeah. No, I think even though I would have loved a, a career as a professional football player, I don't think it was ever in the cards for me uh, from uh, cer- certainly uh, kind of uh, teenage age onwards. But, uh, oh. You know, I, I have, I've, uh, I've, I've done a lot of other great things and indeed finally made it uh, made it here to Russia and uh, leading a great company like Shell. So, exactly. Yeah. And you're here in time for the World Cup as well, which is very important. Absolutely. I'm here at uh, exactly the right time for that. Although, um, yeah, so you were you talked about crying. I, I think I shed all my tears a number of weeks ago already. So. For the, well, we, we'll come on to that. <laughs> but... but but do, do you play some football? Sorry. For yeah, he still does. <laughs> no, he, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I still do. I, do play, yeah. I play every week and normally on Tuesdays and uh, yeah, try to play as much as I can. Oh, okay. that's cool. So, Cedric, uh, we're going to play out with your song right now and we'll discuss it after the break. So, uh, what song have you picked and why did you pick it? So, uh, the song I picked is uh, You'll Never Walk Alone and this is because it's, um, it's, it's the, um, the song of my, uh, of my home team, my, my club team, Feyenoord. 
Feyenoord, okay, and they won the title last year in Holland. They did, they yeah. did. They uh, they won it last May, um, first time in uh, well more than 15 years. Whoa. So that was a great moment for us. And um, well, I think after the after the victory, there was close to a quarter million people singing Whoa. this song. So just in have that absolutely yes. So have that picture in your mind as you listen to this song. Okay, so this is Jerry and the Pacemakers, and you'll never walk alone. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. When you Storm. Hold your hand up high and don't be afraid of the dark. At the end of a storm, there's a gold sky and the sweet silver sound of love walk on through the wind walk on through the rain And we are back for our third and last segment. So I hope everyone enjoyed that uh, in the car, at home, in the shower, in the bath, wherever you are listening to us <laughs> tonight. Um, if you're in the bath, well, you just like put your feet up on the taps and enjoy it. Uh, that was Jerry and the Pacemakers, of course, the uh, group from Liverpool. It's actually an old American band song. I think Frank Sinatra sang it as well. But yeah, like I know it from Liverpool FC. Yeah. I didn't know it was Feyenoord today. We had a discussion with Alexander, our boss. He was like, I didn't know that was Feyenoord as well. So. Yeah, okay. I think, uh, Liverpool certainly started it. Of we course. picked it up later. Yeah. Well, I mean, you always follow the best traditions. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll start off with a question. So, Feyenoord are your club. So, could you please tell us a little bit about them? Yeah, so I so I was born in Rotterdam. So there's really only one choice for me is uh, is Feyenoord. Um, I'd, I'd say it's a real kind of. Um, 
team of the um, of the people, um, and um, you know it's 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 in the south of Rotterdam. Um, you know, um, a club with a lot of history, over 100 years history, a lot of passion. Um, great stadium for anybody that's ever been there. Um, the, it's a great name of a stadium as well. It's actually called the bathtub uh, because, of its, uh, because of its shape. I, I, I uh, didn't. I didn't make uh, that. Was just coincidence. Was that, Sorry. that wasn't planned. It wasn't planned. Sorry. But it's a great. Uh, you know, it's a great team. A lot of passion. Um, you know, they every now and then. So, like I said, every 15 years or so, a flash of brilliance. But uh, but a team with with really hardcore supporters. Be- better that than never, you know. Yeah, <laughs> certainly, certainly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you've seen Russian football in the flesh. How does it compare to Dutch football for you? Yeah, I think you know, in many ways, it um, it's it's not too dissimilar. Um, you know, I I, I would have uh, said it's at similar levels, but we're not playing the World Cup, are we? So that's uh, that would be difficult. <laughs> this time, this time. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I think um, in in you know, you've seen a lot of uh, players um, that have been successful here in Russia, Dutch players, um, Dutch coaches that have had a lot of influence here as well. So so I think in many ways, it's a similar similar style of play and similar uh, similar level as well. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, just to speak about Dutch coaches, I mean, that, 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 that is true. I mean, they've made a huge impact here on football. Um, like from, you know, Hiddink, of course, with the national team, Advocate, Zenit and so on. So, I mean, yeah. they have made huge improvements. And, of course, in the Knopelov Academy, which is in Togliati, um, which, you know, basically used Dutch methods. Yeah. And even actually the, the football school where my son trains is also they use Dutch methods. Yeah. Um, so, listen, what's the key difference or key differences between, say, Dutch, Belgian football, which is on the up at the moment, and, say, German football, which is always up? Yeah, so that's a big debate always in the Netherlands. I mean, we have this huge rivalry with Germany. Um, and, and uh, well, what's the difference? I think, you know, as you say, the Dutch method, the Dutch total football, right? This is If you ask any Dutchman, they'll probably tell you that uh, the Netherlands plays prettier football than, uh, than Germany. But at the same time, you can't, uh, you can't deny that the results are better on the other side of the border. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, if you look at it, I, I, I'd probably say a few things. One is one is discipline in Germany. I mean, uh, we have a saying that in Germany, the match is never over till the 92nd minute, right? Uh, yeah. They they can always pull it away from you in uh, in injury time or something else, and uh, and and so that's there's just that mentality. Um, yeah. The other thing, I you know, looking even at our team now, I mean, it's it's it sometimes doesn't feel like a real team anymore. You know, there's a collection of individuals. You know really kind of top star players but but sometimes i wonder if they really pull together as a team and uh, and, and play so you see that in the league sometimes and you certainly see that in the national team what is that, is that though oh, sorry can you go just no, no it's just like uh, it was in france if you remember this uh, world i think championship when it was like you said just individuals and there were no team like there was no team at all yeah yeah it just it didn't work and the coach could do nothing because the, the people were like so there's always an internal war. Uh, there's always a civil war in the Dutch team. Why is that? Well, there, there, there has been every now and then. Certainly, there was at the, um, you know, the start of this century. There's a huge internal, you know, battle between uh, players and different factions. Um, I, if you actually look, I think, you know, sometimes it's up to the coach. Huh? You, you look, um, you know, when in South Africa and uh, Bert van Marwijk, he was really, I mean, he, he, he wasn't together. necessarily always the best football player, but he was a real coach. Yeah. And, and he brought all these guys together and really melded a team. And yeah. and that brought us to the final uh, that year. So I, I think that's a key thing that we've lost in the last few years. I mean, it is because, I mean, you know, I, of course, remember uh, like the class of 88, like, you know, Hulit uh, and, you know, Rijkaard, Van Basten, uh, Van Breukelen, all yeah. these absolutely brilliant, like they were the brilliant orange. They yeah. were, they were amazing. And because Holland, Dutch football had been, since the 70s had not like about 10 years kind of in the doldrums yeah. and then all of a sudden they came through 
They won the European Championships. They beat the USSR in the final. And yep. It was amazing because that was the first time Ireland ever qualified for anything at all uh, in the senior level. And um, we finished third. We beat England, of course, in the first game, which was great. We scored, like last night, we scored early and then defended. Instead of last night, we scored early and kept trying to score another goal. You don't do that. But anyway, yeah. we don't have the talent. But... Um, what well, with that Dutch team, they were unbelievable. And I mean, they were playing the best players in the best league, Serie A. They were playing for AC Milan at the time. That was an amazing team. Yeah. They they fell short in 1990 against Germany, of course. I remember the Rijkaard and the whole, like that, that instance with yeah. uh, West Germany. They didn't do it in 94. They knocked us out of the World Cup of, uh, in 94 as well yep. in uh, America. What happened to them? Why did they not reach the next level? Yeah, so maybe first about 1988, Alan. I mean, uh, everybody <laughs> talks about the final, but the, the actually for the Netherlands, the most amazing moment was the group stage, right? Because we had to, uh, there was the, the last game against Ireland. Uh, yeah, I remember. And, uh, you know, Wim Kieft... Uh, um, the know, header, the it was offside. It was, uh, <laughs> it was offside. God damn it, it was offside. Okay, it was probably the, one, of the, one of the ugliest uh, goals <laughs> in my recollection. And but it, it, uh, hit but so it was little, so important. <laughs> it <laughs> hit a stone on the pitch, really. It was going wide. It hit a stone and bounced back into the goal. And he was offside. It was like, oh no. It was like our hand of God moment. Like, yeah. in 86, well, I didn't, but lots of Irish people laughed when Diego Maradona punched yeah, the ball into everyone. the net. I didn't, but a lot of Irish people said, ha-ha, it's against England. And then when it happened to us, <laughs> we were like, that's not fair. <laughs> and then we had, like, you know, not too long ago, when Thierry Henry handballed the ball. Across. Well, anyway. That's sport, it's never fair. Why everybody? Uh, well, I mean, but, well, I mean, for the Dutch, I mean, that that was an amazing team. I mean, yeah. it was yeah. a pleasure to be beaten by them. I mean, they, you know, as in, they were just unbelievably good. But what happened to them then? What Because they did a long many years until France. Yeah. Or, sorry, until South Africa, sorry. Well, you could say that um, you know each of those three years you mentioned, we actually lost out in the uh, in the knockout stage to the winner of the tournament, right? So uh, to uh, uh, what is Germany, it? Germany first, then Denmark in uh, in ninety two, and yeah. then uh, Brazil ninety four in That's in the US. Dead on. So, yeah. So you know, that we we take a small uh, small pride from that <laughs> that uh, you know we could have made it to the final <laughs> if we uh, if we hadn't played the uh, played the winner that early. But uh, yeah, th there was a lot of hopes for that uh, for that generation, and uh, I think particularly in in 1990, 1992, we uh, we were favourites. Obviously, Denmark would have never been there if it hadn't been for Yugoslavia uh, for the civil going war. out at the exactly. time. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, and then we went in a bit of a bit of a dull before mm -hmm. the the next generation uh, stepped up again. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, well, I mean, catch us here like with, with Dutch tennis. Dutch tennis has been pretty good for many many years. I mean, lots of good players. And not like Belgian has always been that bit stronger, but Dutch tennis is still yeah, pretty good. Well, actually, yes, because it, like still it's a very small country, and you always have players like in each generation. You have like two or three good players who shows good level, and this is like quite quite amazing. Let's say like this because sometimes every like big countries that they have ups and downs, like you know, yeah. or they have like a lot of good like perfect players and like someone number one and then for like a couple of years nothing in 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 holland actually it's a question on tennis we, we were discussing this before here uh in holland is tennis a kind of a class sport in um, terms of yeah it's a good question i think it i think it was i think it's becoming more and more of a widespread uh, sport nowadays but uh, but i think if you look back uh like 20 30 years it was a little bit uh, so I, even yeah. play, I, I even played Maybe 13 years ago, like Dutch League. Yeah, you yeah. played Dutch League. Yeah. Whereabouts and who for? It was in Amsterdam, but I don't remember. Popeye Golds, Golds. 
Papa Gore or something like this. It was the name of the team. <laughs> oh, Cedric's confused now. Are you sure you play tennis in Amsterdam? You weren't doing anything else? I don't know. Okay, right. Let's move on quickly. Okay. I was I was 19 or 20. <laughs> hey, that's where it all starts. That's the, like, like a year no, abroad. No, 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 no. <laughs> lot, like a lot of distractions. 100% yeah. <laughs> Amsterdam's a pretty no crazy city. Like, like, oh, seriously. <laughs> okay. Okay. So with 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 uh, let me now play for next week. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So Feyenoord, of course, you're in the Champions League this year, but in a really, really tough group. Yeah. Um, you haven't won a game yet. You're, you're with Man City, of course, who are unbelievably good with the, you know, with just class players in every single position. Shakhtar as well and Napoli, who are top of the uh, Serie A right yeah. now. So, yeah. will will you guys, can you sort of get into the Europa League or is it just the experience and money this year? Well, I think, the, I think honestly, I think they're going to come in fourth uh, right okay. now. I mean... Uh, I still had a little bit of hope before the first match against Shakhtar, but uh, <laughs> but I think that's uh, that, that that's rapidly evaporating now. I mean, I think that the the issue with with teams with budgets like Feyenoord, I mean, it's even within the Dutch league, they're in budgets less than half of that of say PSV. And, no way. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and, and and Ajax, and you know, when you have a success like that, then you know, over the summer, you know, a lot of your good players leave. You know, some of the younger players that are still up and coming. You know, and so. Yeah, so so that's so that's a little bit what what's happened, and we're we're down in uh, you know, and we're out of the top three in the national league even Sixth. right now. So Sixth. yeah, yeah exactly. we, we yeah. just before you came in, we were actually looking. So you're playing Venlo, Venlo, Venlo this weekend. So yeah. Yeah. you should beat them. You should beat we them. Were, we were so. we're expecting so. Yeah. I hope yeah. so. Yeah. I hope. Well, oh, I can't say I hope so. I'd be neutral, but for your sake, I hope so. <laughs> Listen, you, um, <laughs> before we we spoke about Shell in sport and in motorsports in particular. What's up with Dutch football right now? What's what's happening with it? Because it just seems to have fallen apart. They still have great players, but just not getting over the line yeah i think it's back to what we were talking about earlier you know it's uh it's having that team mentality i mean you look uh you know uh you know alan i think we have the same uh uh you know you know you know the same specter right now you know sweden that uh that, oh, that, uh, yeah. that you know on goal difference beat us out at the group stage and, yeah. uh, and 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 ireland now in the knockout i mean what what what, what i think is the difference about a team like sweden is they really play like a team you know yeah. they, they they root for each other they go for each other they really want to do it uh um, I was watching, um, you know, Morocco play, um, you oh, know, yeah. recently against the Ivory Coast, uh, and and similar mentality, right? I mean, these guys just really wanted to make it. it That's it. Been a while, you know. They, they they were they were going all out for each other, and they weren't worried about, uh, you know, maybe what, uh, what what they were posting on Instagram and stuff. To think back <laughs> what you guys were saying earlier, <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 That's it. That's it. There's no distractions. Yeah. yeah. Okay, away from football for a moment, Cedric. Shella, major players in Formula One, especially Ferrari. How important is this in brand recognition? Shell. Yeah, I think it's a great. I mean, obviously, F- Formula One is something that fits really well with our brand as um, as, as, as Shell in uh, in in in, in uh, motorsports and stuff. So I think it's a great, uh, uh, you know, great great combination for us as a brand. I think I think being involved in in in, in sports and particularly sports at the high level is great for any company. You know, just. Uh, uh, that pursuit of excellence that, uh, that that you then you know that certainly top teams like the Formula One, but any kind of top athlete looks for, to be able to harness that spirit and 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 you know also look for it in your own company, um, you know, and I think that's that that's that's a great thing. But also, um, you know, just the the competitiveness of a, of a league and 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 wanting to be at wanting to be at the top and supporting a top team like Ferrari, although. Uh, you know they uh, they they, they can do a little year, bit better. Yeah, yeah. They, they started off so well this year, but yeah. uh, but but you know they kind of dropped in the second half of the season. But, but you know still a, it's it's a wonderful iconic name to being in oh, yeah. uh, you know associated with. Yeah, it's been true. a really long partnership between Shell and Ferrari, and uh, you know something we uh, we we still love to do. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's the yeah, color, I, isn't it? I, I used to watch Formula One for like a couple seasons when I was like in my last 
uh, forms, like at school. But I was supporting McLaren. Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> well, I always supported oh, Jordan, hack, hack, the Irish uh, team. My Jordan. whole family always supported Ferrari. Ferrari, yeah, there you go. go. <laughs> so you got a fan. I mean, but it is. Uh, Ferrari are iconic. Yeah. They are history. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, that, that's true. I with mean, the dancing it's, it's horse, like, the whole yeah. lot. It's just unbelievable. No, I was just supporting Hakkinen, let's say. It was not about McLaren. Ah, no, no, okay. It was yeah. all about Mikael yeah, Schumacher. Okay? And then Raikkonen, and they always, I don't know why, like... All these guys from Finland. Yeah, well, I mean, somehow is really good at Formula One. Huh? Yeah, so, this yeah. is yeah, just unbelievable. Because yeah. we had we had Jordan, uh, Eddie Jordan, put his team together on a kind of a shoestring budget, and then he brought in Michael Schumacher, who then went to Ferrari, of course. Yeah. They got Eddie Irvine, who also went to, <laughs> to Ferrari as well. And I mean, so like for us, like in Ireland, we always had like drivers and people putting them together. But then Ferrari were just that like yeah, not a monster, but just this beautiful brand that. But that's just true. Kind it's of just like, like kind of iconic. It's beautiful just like cars. Water. Always beautiful cars. Listen, we, we are coming to the end of the show for this evening. However, before uh, we go away, um, Cedric, you know, we're, we're talking about like sports and sports marketing and so on. So, like, if there's Russian businesses or companies listening right now, what would you say? What 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 should they, you know, if they're going to get involved with sports, uh, you know, what should they be looking for first from a sports team or a sports organization? What, like, what would Shell look for? Well, we speak with Ferrari. So, what yeah. what should a company look for? to maximize their brand development and, and their image growth? Yeah, so I think, I think first of all, pick something that fits with your values as a company, right? Whether it's something that fits with your brand or with the, with the mentality in the company or way you're working, something that you can identify with you know, together with the sports team, whether that's the particular sport or, or the team itself. Um, Alan, I think probably the other thing I reflect on is look for a long-term relationship. You oh, know, I don't, I don't think you get into these things and say, okay, well, let me try it for a year and then see, see what happens. Because I think, you know, you really want to build that long-term relationship with that, uh, with that, with that sports association, a sports team, get your, really your brand, uh, brand recognition for that, uh, but also really, really be able to get some, uh, get some results, which doesn't always happen in one season. I mean, that, oh, that, that's what thing. Look, we're going to have to go. Catherine, do you have one question? No? No, no, no. It was you not there. We, were, we just said, uh, like, uh, in the very beginning, we were talking about long-term and okay. short-term yeah. uh, yeah, success or something. Yeah. yeah, and then I just and We're talking about football was, clubs, yeah. like you're spending big or, you know, going so... Cedric Kramers, thank you so much for your time yeah. this evening. Thanks for being I know here. You're, 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 will you come along on Thursday night to the Locomotive? Let's see us? if we can do it. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Katarina, oh, thank you so Thursday. much for tonight. Thank you, Alan. Thank, thank you, Ollie. Ollie, thank you. <laughs> thank we we thank do you, have Ollie. a song to play out with because the World Cup's going to Russia next year. Because yeah, I'm Cedric. Banned. Uh, yeah, you're banned. Yeah, you're banned from picking music. Only me and Ollie have the rights to pick music. And Cedric, of course, that tonight as right. our special yes. guest. We have a super cool, this is old school uh, music to play out because next summer, next summer, we will be all happy. We will be happy. Even without the Dutch and the Irish here, we'll still have fun ourselves. <laughs> we still We're going to support well. Russia, aren't we? Exactly. Yeah. We're going to support Russia. And this song is going to get everyone pumped up as we say goodnight and uh, to see you next week. This is Mick Jagger and David Bowie doing what we'll be doing next That's summer. One. Okay. Dancing in the streets. <laughs> Capital Sports with Alan Moore.